Happy Friday if you're listening, uh, and it's Friday. If it's Monday, I'm sorry, but happy Monday. Right now, when we're when we're talking, it's Monday, and you know, um, you know, it's just Monday, and that's it. But I hope you have a great week. Uh, I hope you had a happy holidays. I don't know if it's it's, it's not going to be New Year's yet, but happy 2024 when that does happen. And um, you know, just I hope you're all having a great week. I'm really excited. Uh, it's a big week for me. It's a guy that I that I really love, and and I think that he's uh, phenomenal as a songwriter and as an artist as well. And uh, I've been looking forward to talking to him, Ryan Larkins. Ryan, dude, thanks for coming hang out with me, man. I'm excited. I've I've been a follower for a long time. I'm excited to get to know you and uh, and to talk about your songs and uh, how awesome you are. So thanks for coming hang out with me. I appreciate it. Man, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited about this. It's gonna be fun. I'm, I I hope you stay say that it, it was fun by the end of it. I hope I didn't, I didn't talk too fast. <laughs> Or I wasn't too boring, or I wasn't too weird. I I hope this, that we're gonna check in with you at the end. I hope the reaction at the end is the same as the beginning. All right. Okay. Okay. All let's right. do it. All right. I'll take it. So, Ryan, why don't you uh, uh, kind of give a backstory about yourself, really quick? Just the the quick one to um, you know about like, who you are and 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 why you are where you are. Um, you, you know you have a bunch of big cuts in your EP that just came out earlier this year too. We're gonna dive into that as well, but. Um, you are something that most people in Nashville are not. Um, you grew up there and that's right. kind of what you know. So can you explain that whole thing and, and kind of how you found yourself um, here doing music now? Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Music City, which is just crazy. I mean, it's crazy. But growing up, my dad was a Pentecostal pastor. So I was so close to country music. But I was so far away because we didn't listen to anything other than like gospel music yeah. growing up. And so like when I was 12 years old, we had some music people at our church that moved away. And my dad was like, look, I will buy you a keyboard, a guitar, whatever. But we've got to have some music yeah. at church. And so um, I got a guitar started. I just learned some chords and I got up there and I played, you know, like these hymns. Man, it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. And, uh, but I mean, I learned a lot just playing in church. And when I was about 21, a friend of mine, he came up to me at church. He was like, dude, there's this new show. It's called, can you do it? It's on CMT. We'll learn a couple country songs and dude, we're going to be the next Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> and I was like, man, that sounds awesome. Who's Brooks and Dunn. Oh, and so it was hilarious, man. And I remember being on that show and like we didn't have a TV growing up and I looked out at the Wild Horse Saloon packed, you know, playing country music and every TV in that place was my my face. And it was like the Twilight Zone or something. It was crazy. Um, but I kind of fell in love with music, with country music after that. I bought a record player. I bought some records and I just, you know. I love classic country music. So that's what I kind of fell in love with sure. and just started writing songs, playing around Nashville. And I realized pretty quick, you know, I was playing at the Bluebird at the open mic one yeah. night and there were like four or five people before me and I heard their songs and I was like, Oh no, I don't, I don't have the songs. I'm a, I need to write better songs. So I, I started like trying to write the best possible songs I could and started meeting some people. And, you know, it's all about relationships in Nashville. And I got in some some rooms, some really good rooms, started writing better songs. And, uh, 
got my first publishing deal, uh, you know, maybe five or six years ago. And then uh, last year I met with Red Street Records yeah. and I was like, man, this is where I need to be, you know, as an artist. Yeah. And so Jay DeMarcus from Rascal Flats, he was in that meeting and I was a little bit nervous going into it. I was like, man, this dude is a legend, you know, and I was a little bit starstruck, but I thought, man, this is my chance. You yeah. know, I gotta, I've got to win everybody over. And yeah. that meeting went well. And I signed my very first record deal, awesome. uh, the beginning of this year and, you know, been recording songs with Jay and man, it's been, it's been crazy. I, I just can't believe it. That's so cool. And I, what I, what I find really awesome is like, all of this has happened to you. And yet when you were 21, you didn't know who Brooks and Dunn were. You know what I mean? It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, but, but like, it's true. Like it's like, it's, it's true that like, you know, it's not too late to start whatever you want to start. Right. Like, like right. you've always loved music. Right. And uh, you know, maybe you've always loved country music. You just didn't know it until you figured it out. You know what I mean? No, that's true. Um, and I, I, like, I could say the same thing, right? Like, I'm like, I'm, yeah, like, I, could say the same thing. I didn't know I love country music until I figured it out, you know, 10 years ago, but until I figured it out. Um, no, it's true, man. And like, I remember um, growing up in church, I would sit on the front row mm -hmm. and there were these preachers that would come through and they would tell these stories that just had me on the edge of my seat. Sure. And there is this similarity. I remember hearing Three Wooden Crosses by Randy Travis. I thought, man this is kind of the same thing, you know, it's yeah. storytelling at its best. And that's what I want to be. I, yeah. I want to have that connection with an audience, you know, that's like, so like Randy Travis. So that's just, so it's amazing. That's so amazing. You know, I, I find it interesting and, and I guess maybe you could touch on this more, but, but I always, and, and like, you know, I grew up here in New Jersey where, where, you know, everyone lives and dies by Bruce Springsteen. I love Bruce too, but you know what I mean? Like, like that kind of music. Yeah. And, and a lot of these people who are, uh, you know, children of the eighties, they, they kind of love their, their Bruce's and their Seegers and, and, and their CCRs and like that kind of stuff. Right. And that's awesome. I love that too. But, um, what I find interesting is growing up in such a, um, you know, gospel driven household that you didn't listen to country music because of the fact that there's so many similarities. I, I just find it. And it's not even like location of where you're that that's one thing, like where you're, where you're located in music city and you're not listening to country music that's a whole other story but but the fact that there was never even really like a crossover kind of surprises me a little bit no it's there pretty so wild songs. yeah no there there really are and i mean was there I'm a reason thankful. why do you know if there was a reason why um well just we were we were very very strict which i'm very thankful for the way i was raised yeah. i really am my dad my mom and dad they're they're the best people you've ever met and i remember just it, it was kind of like we we didn't listen to any secular music it was only in our house it, it was you know gospel music playing all the time and even some contemporary christian music was a little bit too rock for us so yeah. i mean we it's just kind of the way it was and i was homeschooled my sister and i we were homeschooled so there wasn't even that influence of like hey you go to school and somebody's like oh man have you heard this it was it was just kind of that the whole yeah. way and the, and uh so it was very sheltered we were kind of in a little bit of a bubble yeah. uh but it was pretty amazing i i remember hearing some of these songs for the first time and and i feel like i, I feel fortunate to have that background and i remember hearing you know three wooden crosses for the yeah. first time i remember hearing silver wings for the first time by merle haggard and so, so it's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing you know and you you kind of 
form your own opinions as an adult, like, okay, I like this. I don't like this so much. And, you know, there's just something about it. I'm, I'm really, yeah. I'm thankful that it all worked out. How I it think did. it's so cool. And you know, you know, what sticks out to me and like, I'm sure that there are people that are like, man, I can't believe like, you know, maybe he got a late jump or, or, or there's, you know, there's, I remember the first time that this song was put on the radio, maybe like Ryan didn't have that experience. Right. But like, but what I think is really cool is that, and, and now knowing this, this makes a lot of sense. Like, I think that your, that your writing is very, uh, very poetic. Like, it, like it, oh. it's very, it's very structured. Right. Which is very much like, you know, a preacher or, or, or someone in a church getting up there and speaking and, and, and telling stories and things of that nature, which makes a lot of sense now. Right. Like, like for me, like yeah. I didn't know that prior, but now I do. And that, that totally makes sense. And I think that that's so beneficial and, maybe why that sets you apart from other, you know, people in country music. I think that's really cool. So I love that. I, I think that's Thank awesome. you. I think Thank that's, you so much. I, I think that's really, yes. really cool. I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan. I think it's wow. I, I, cause I like, again, like if I didn't know that prior, I would have just been like, Oh, Ryan's just a great writer. Like he's just, oh. and you are, but, but it's Thank cool to, to see where the, where the bones of that comes from. You know what I mean? So, um, sure. I that's pretty awesome uh uh thank you not to harp on this do you remember the uh the, the was was your face the first thing you've seen on tv because if you didn't grow up with tv right like you weren't watching well like so it wasn't the first thing i've seen on tv my my grandmother i used to go to her house and i would i would watch tv oh that was like my thing and she was a little bit you know she was kind of wild and sure. uh i, I would go against go the grain house. a little bit yeah, yeah, and I remember, man, I loved it. I I would just go on like a, a TV watching marathon at her house, and we could eat whatever we wanted. You know, she had all the candy, all the popsicles, and she was just she was so much fun. Grandma, and, grandma's uh, house was, was 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 the fun house. You knew what you were getting when you went to grandma's house. I love. That's it. exactly right. I, that's exactly same thing with my right. grandma. My mom never. Well, I didn't grow up with candy in the household, right? And then yeah. we went to my grandma's house, and and. And she had this big bowl of candy go over there and we'd sneak pieces, right? And we'd eat a bunch of pieces. And it was like this big thing. Cause like, you know, like, like my parents were, weren't, weren't candy parents, but it's funny because then you like hear about how strict my grandma was when my mom was a kid. And it's like, so did she just soften up or like, what's, what's the deal? Right. Definitely. No, that's a good grandparents soften up. I'm telling you. That's right. I have three kids and my parents, they were so strict, you know, growing up, but now with my kids, you know, their grandparents. And it's like, I don't even recognize y'all. Who you're are right? you? You're you're awesome. like different people. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, grandma must have been so great when you're a kid. And they're like, oh, well, we got stories for you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all this other stuff. It's so great. I love it. Now, you mentioned yeah. you have three kids. Um, I, I got to ask you. Um, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. You look, you know, you, you are, you just look so young. Oh, I don't, how, you. how old are you? I'm 37. Yeah. Honestly, if you told me that you were 26, 25, I'd believe it. You look so Dude, young. I appreciate that. You Thank really you so much. When I, when I first started listening to you, I was like, man, who is this guy? And then I saw that you had kids, and I was like, oh, how old is he? Like, I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. Wow, yeah, you look really, really young for your age, especially for three kids. That's pretty, it's pretty nuts. How is being no, a dad? Thank you. How's being it's the best. Yeah. I love it. It's There are days when you're like, man, this is so hard. I don't know how people do it. And, yeah. you know, with every age, there are, like, new challenges but i feel like i have the best kids they are they're such sweet i still call them babies even though i have an 11 year old but wow, they're, they're the that. best they're the best babies i mean they they really want to make us proud my wife and i we've been married 15 years wow. and uh and she's just 
you know, I've been on this little radio tour and I've just been going all across the country and she's been holding down the fort, you know, while I've been gone, she's been doing such a good job and it's just, they're, they're so good for, for us. I'm, I'm that's thankful. Right. I really am thankful for my family. Takes a village. That's right. That's and right. You're two, you're two years off from being a teenage dad. That's crazy. Think about that. That's, Not ready for that. That's where it gets a little nuts. <laughs> I think you're right. That's what I hear. That's, That's what right. I hear. Hey, listen, we both went through it. I, I bet you we could ask our parents, and the answer is the same way. I promise you that. <laughs> listen, let me know how it goes. Let me know. I'm curious. I will. <laughs> um, I will. Um, the radio tour. Let's talk about that. I I, th- I love that. Um, I love that you you've been playing uh, these songs. So so um, and we're gonna backtrack and talk about some other stuff you've written. But but for for these five songs, you got to play them on the radio tour and and um are where did you go? What was your favorite spot? Like, okay. um, you know, like, I feel like that's for, for me, that'd be really cool. Cause you get to see all these areas you've probably never been to in your life. And that's pretty fun. Sure. Um, so, so no, how was that? What was that experience like? It has been incredible. I mean, it, this has been a dream of mine for a long time, but yeah. not only to go around and, and play these songs and share them with radio people, but just to see the country. It's crazy. Like you said, I've, I've been to, California now, which that's just such a cool place. I got to go to San Diego, LA, Bakersfield, all these great places. I, I got to play on Fremont Street in uh, in Las Vegas, which was absolutely wild. With my background, you know, really strict. I mean, you see it all in Vegas. <laughs> Vegas I mean, there, moment for you, wasn't it? Oh my word! <laughs> these naked people running around. <laughs> It was crazy. Same. I've never been. And uh, to be honest with you, if I, if I, I feel like it, it's one of those things where you got to just go once, but like my yeah. brother really likes going and he goes, with my, he's like, he's gone with my friends before. Um, um, and he, like, he loves it there and he's a Raiders fan too. So that, that helps, but, yeah. but he, he loves it there. And I'm like, I don't, cause I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, but I'm like definitely like one of those introverted extroverts where I don't like big sure. crowds or a ton of people or, you know, like all this stuff going on. I kind of like to have space and keep to myself. So I don't know if Vegas would be something I would enjoy, but I feel like I got to go at least once and just say, I Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got to go once we stayed at the, the golden nugget, which was, it, it was fun. It was like old, old Vegas, you know, right there on Fremont street. But then when we walked around and saw all the places I got to eat at in and out for the very first time out there. And that was, that was really, really good. Um, I mean, it's just been fun. I got, I got to go to Denver, Colorado, and see those mountains out there. I mean, that was gorgeous. Um, and then I got to go to San, Diego, San Antonio, Texas, and play down there for Y100. They had like a uh, like an eight-man jam, and that was so much fun. And that was the first time I'd ever heard my song on the radio cool. and it was just, it was really, really special, but yeah. that's just been fun seeing all these places. I love it. Really you, has been. Did you come up, did you come to the Northeast? Did I see that or no? A little bit, a little bit. We're, we're going to come back up there too in, in January. And oh. so we'll have to, we'll have to stay in touch and figure something out. Huh? Have you come out? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love I, it. Um, I used to, uh, back in the day, back in college, I used to work for um, country 92 five, which is out of Hartford. Um, okay and uh, Hartford, connecticut and uh i used to work for them doing you know like co- whatever college interns part-timers do right so um i used to do all that stuff and we used to have a lot of 
um, guys come through and, and, you know, they had like, uh, they have like, they still have it. It's like a little amphitheater, which I'm sure you're familiar with, like all these little, little this like little tiny stage, with these little seats that they bring listeners in to, to listen to newer artists and whatever else. So we used, to, we used to have some, some pretty cool people come through. And I always thought it was like a really cool idea because it's, it is such a small market that for people in Connecticut, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And I don't know if that's on your list, but those folks over there, they're great people. And, and, and if it is, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll have a good time, but um absolutely yeah they are they're they're cool over there and we used to have like some some pretty stuff like i know when ray fulcher first got started he was there yeah um uh there 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 used to be some pretty good ones i, I of course i'm blanking on them at one point charlie puth came through not sure why he oh, was like right. he was not he was obviously well established at this point um but like again like like there's some there were some pretty cool people that came through so it's cool that you got to do that and, and see the country and and you know just kind of experience new areas like texas for me i've always wanted to go to texas never been want to oh, go man. it's cool that you got to go um, it's so fun you would love it you yeah. really would love it i, I feel like it's just there. great it's just so flat which i also find very fascinating too but, <laughs> um, from, from a very like windy hilly area mountain area i love the idea that it's just so flat i think that's so funny um oh yeah but I would love it. I think I would, I think I would absolutely love it. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's awesome that you did that. I love it. Congratulations. It's super cool for you. And thank you. Uh, you know, I hope you got to meet some cool people along the way and, and, and just kind of interact with all those people. I think that's awesome. So um, did you, do you think that, um, you know, when you went there, what was your, what was your, like, were you nervous to get on the radio? Like, I feel like that's a lot, like people are nervous about that, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> excuse me. I also feel like there's a, um, like an ego side to it where you're like, Oh, I know that they want me here. So like, maybe I should be more comfortable. You know what I mean? Sure. No, it's, it's funny. Like I've always wanted to do this, yeah. but it is one of those things. Like I'm not used to it. So yeah. at the beginning I, I was, I was super nervous. I was very, and I still get nervous and I think it's good to get nervous. Cause that means you care, you know, but, uh, but it is all about the connection for me. I just want, to sing these songs and connect with an audience and I'm getting the opportunity to do that. And so, I mean, every morning I wake up and I'm just saying, thank you God for this opportunity because who gets this opportunity and I want to go in there and I want to just number one, be myself and tell these stories and connect. And so just to think, Oh, wow, I'm getting this opportunity. Yes. I'm, I'm super nervous about it, but, at the same time, man, this is my chance. I want to go in there and just make so many friends. And basically, I, I want all these people to to root for me. And uh, I feel like I'm just making making some really great friends out That's there. Awesome. That's all, and yeah. you know what they say? It's always it's always uh, you only get one shot to make a first impression. That's so, right. Make it a good one, right? Like that's that's the typical thing. So I love it. Go in there with that mindset. I think that's great. And at the end of the day, like I don't know, you know this, but like when you go in to do these radio things, like they are also fans of you. So like, it makes it a little bit easier or else you wouldn't be there. I, that, that's the way I look at it. It's like, it's like, if you're going to do those things, like they obviously like you and that's kind of why you're there. So, you know, take that and run with it. So um, sure. I think that's fantastic. I love that you got to do that really. So congratulations. It's pretty cool. Um, thank you. Thank you. So why don't we talk about, um, your, I'll give you the choice. Do you want okay. to talk about 3P? Because I want to talk yeah. about Yeah. But I also want to talk about the painter. I think we have to do both. 
Oh, let's do both. Yeah. Let's do both. Okay. So why don't we start with the painter? Because I love to wrap yeah. it up with the original music. I think that that's, that that's kind of like a nice little icing on the cake where we talk about you and we dive into to your original music. And then, you know, that's how we wrap things up. But why don't we start with the painter first? Um, sure. I personally am a massive, 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 massive times five Cody Johnson fan. Um, oh, yeah. I just think that, that, for me, like that brand of country music is is up there with some of the stuff that I really love. And 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 I have for a long time. I've been listening to Cody Johnson since I was like 15 years old, which you would find weird. I mean, it's, that's 10 years. I'm 25. But uh, <laughs> OK, like, OK. To, to be listening to Cody Johnson for that long in New Jersey, I I feel like is not something that most people have done because he's sure. he was a Texas guy and kind of kept to himself for a long time. So but I've been listening to him for a long time. So uh, I love him. And when I found out that you wrote this song, uh, again, I've been following you on social medias and things like that for a pretty long time. So when I found out that you wrote the song, I was like, whoa, like this is huge. This is ginormous. Uh -huh. um, and I think, and I've said this prior to knowing that you wrote the song, it is the most unique and original way to write a love song in at least, mm. at least the last five to 10 years. Guaranteed. Man. Guaranteed. That's huge. It's insane. And I'm not the only one who said that. Like those are... Those are not my original words. I agree with everyone that says that. Like oh, I, man. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely incredible. So let's walk me through it. Um, how long ago did you even write it? I don't even know how long ago you wrote that. It's been a long time, uh, probably like four or five years. Wow. Man. And the wild, the wild thing is I was working this job, maybe like it probably was about six years ago and man, I couldn't stand it. I was, I was waking up every morning, just, I dreaded going into work and I would come home every night and I was just depressed and I wasn't really playing my guitar, writing songs like I, I wanted to. And, um, I came in one day and my wife, she just said, Ryan, you are not doing what God put you on this earth to do. And I want you to go in tomorrow. I want you to quit your job and we're going to take a huge step of faith, but I believe in you and the right door is going to open for you. And so that was so scary, man. I walked in the next day, quit my job. I didn't really have a plan B, you know, like this is like, Hey, I'm all in. And um, a few months after that, I signed my very first publishing deal, which was huge. I was walking there every day, doing what I love, writing songs. And I just, I walked in one day and I just had this idea and I was talking about my wife, just how, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without her. And uh, just about, I had this idea about she's a painter and uh, we, we wrote that song and man, I just, I can't believe it. I, I just can't believe it. Like we'll get in the car and just be riding down the road and that song will be playing. I'll have the kids in the back seat, my wife. And it's just special knowing, you know, knowing that that song is about her and we've been through some ups and downs, you know, and I've worked so many odd jobs and now I'm really, I'm living my dream because of her. And so it's a really special, it's, it's a really special song for me and also my family. Yeah. I love that it all goes back to family. That's really important for me. That's really important. So I, I appreciate that. That's really important for you. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool when you, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago about this whole concept, but, um, you know, like as, as a listener, as someone who doesn't really understand how this whole thing works, right? Like, like for someone who, for someone who's listening right now, I'm sure that you understand because that's why you're listening. But if you don't get it, 
right? Like there, there definitely is some like the basic music listener who just thinks that Cody Johnson wrote that song and that's his song, right? Like, and he writes songs. I'm not saying it doesn't. Yeah. And like, like there is, there's probably someone who's like, oh yeah, well, Cody Johnson wrote that song about his wife, but it is so much more powerful when you hear this, the perspective of the song from the writer's perspective, because yes, can you really feel that Cody Johnson's probably saying that about his wife? Yes. But there are some songs that you don't, but when you hear the writer's version of the song, you really feel it. So to hear you say that, you know, you had this idea about your wife and the backstory about the song uh, that, that goes hand in hand with how you, you and your wife have walked through life together and, and figured things out makes it so much stronger. Um, and I think that's that's why I love songwriting, right? Like that's why I want to talk to you. That's that's why there's 190 others that I have wanted to talk to throughout this journey because of the fact that I think that when a songwriter really, you know, writes the notes on their arm and and puts it out there, like it's 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 um it's really important. So um, I think so too. That's that's really cool to hear. It really is. So oh, thank you. Love it. I love it so. Much. I love it. I've always loved the stories behind the songs too. Like I, even, even still, I want to go to the bluebird and I want to hear the songwriters tell the stories behind the songs that I love. There's just, it's a different connection. It, it really is. And uh, just being, being here in Nashville, getting that opportunity. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do. And even the listening room, there are so many great places here in town. You can go and hear these great songwriters. There's a guy, Tony Arada, one of my favorite songwriters, wrote the dance by himself. Mine too. I mean, and and I mean, there are just there's that's the beauty of living here in Nashville. And and I I pinch myself all the time. I, you know, I I get to write songs with a lot of these people, and I I I can't believe it. I'm really I really am living living the dream. I love it, man. It's crazy. I'm a massive Tony Rada fan too. I was blessed to have him on a few years ago and, and he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh he was really nice to me when he didn't have to be and 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 we had um some pretty great conversation and and uh he, it's crazy when when you have those pinch me moments, right? And like mine was over a camera, right? Like but you know, I agree. Like he gave me his phone number and I was like, wow, this is ridiculous. And, and he like offered it to me. Like, it's not like he was like, Hey, just take this. And just, he was like, take this and hang on to it and don't give it to anyone, but just hang on to it. I said, okay. So, so I like, like, that's crazy for me. Cause I love the dance and the story behind yeah, the man. dance is insane too. Right. And, crazy. and all those other songs are, are, are ridiculous. And um, I don't know. I agree. Like the one cool thing I was telling this to someone the other day, like, you know, I was in, I, like I told you, I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago but I was also there in August for the first time in a pretty long time. Um, okay. A couple of years. And I went with some people that, you know, they love music too. And, and they want to engulf themselves in, in the area and in the city. And, but we did what you would consider the touristy thing to do, right? Like we, you know, yeah. we, we were downtown, we were seeing all that stuff. And, and we went to the country to call of fame, which was cool for me because it took me forever to get through it. And they kind of went a little faster and they're like, where are you? I was like, dude, I'm, I'm still hanging out at the Patty Loveless uh exhibit like i don't know would like like i'll be there when i get there figure something out you know what i mean like go yeah. find a bar or something I'll, I'll be there when i get there but um <laughs> but when i went this time I, I just went with my with my dad and we stayed with family and i like rented a car and i was and i purposely did that because um i wanted to be able to 
drive around and go to these different spots and not have to spend all this money on Uber, right? Like I just wanted to make yeah. sure to pop around. So I went to, you know, I, I went to a few rounds and I, like I saw a really good round at Live Oak with like, oh, yeah. he wrote a bunch of Aldine songs, right? Like, like there was, the, there was just some like, so there was something really great about just like sitting there and listening to people. Like for example, um, Stormy Warren does the, the exit, um, was it 209? 209, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exit. Yeah, so Exit 209, he does his podcast and and he does um, a writer's round on, I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is a 12.30 club. I'm promoting him right now. Um, but, but um, you know, he, he does that and he has writers in and, and he just, you know, probably picks writers that he's friends with and, and is a great round, right? Like the three of them sit there and they tell the stories about the songs. And that's what you're saying is what I love. Like, I love to hear the stories about the songs prior to the songs. It makes them that much better. Um, oh, yeah. I love that whole aspect of things. I have not gotten to the Bluebird yet. Uh, it is a problem. Um, I do. <laughs> I feel like every time I go, there's they're sold out. Like, they sell out it's, so fast. And I don't, I don't plan ahead of time enough to get the tickets, which is probably a problem. True. It's hard to get in there, hard to get in there, but let me know, let me know next time and I'll, I'll see if I know anybody, you know, know anybody playing and maybe they'll have an extra ticket or something. All right. I love it. How, I mean, how even, how big is it? It's not that big, right? It feels, it feels small. I don't know the number, but it feels like maybe 60 people yeah, max, 60 or 70. See, that's yeah. so cool. Like I find that amazing. So yeah, I don't know, man. That's, I think the culture is cool. You're, you're lucky to have grown up around it and, and kind of been in that area which and the other thing too right is like um you know like a lot of people i think it takes them so long to to go and pursue their dream because you know they're they gotta be financially okay so that they can move and they gotta make sure that there's all these other things but like you're already there you know what i mean like try right. you know at 21 years old i don't know what you're where you where you were living or what the what the deal was but like you could have still lived at your parents house and and, and been writing songs you know what i mean like sure. um, and so i think that it's really cool that you got that chance to do that and and you know, are a local guy. Like there's, there's so many, there's few people that are like that. The only other person, I only know one other person who's born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. And okay. So, do you know Gabe Lee? I love Gabe, Gabe yeah. Lee. He's one of my favorite people. I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's for me too. He's like one of my favorite humans on, on the planet, but like, that's the only other Nashville born and raised guy that I know. Yep. I think, I think, which is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and was it always like that? Like, was it always like, to the point where like, like all these people, even like in your church, like were they all Nashville people or, or were they from somewhere else? No, for the, for the most part, the people at my church were, were born and raised around, around Nashville, but, cool. but uh, no, it's, but like going to riders rounds, I remember just meeting so many people from, you know, outside of Nashville and it was so cool here and the stories, you know, like how people got here. Yeah. And, and that was one of my favorite things about going out, just like getting to meet people and just, and you do, you kind of feel the struggle, you know, like these writer's rounds, it's like, oh, tonight could be my night, you know, and you never know who's going to be in the crowd. And, uh, but it all comes back to one thing that I've learned. It's just, it's all about a song. Yeah. It really, really is. And, and I always loved going to writer's rounds and trying to remember uh, the next day, a title. And, and that's always how I'm like, okay, how, how I judge a night at live Oak or wherever it's like, okay, can I remember the title of a song from the night before? And if I can, usually that's like, Oh, well, that was a good song, yeah. Yeah. but it's pretty, pretty wild. 
I, I that's important, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I, so. it's funny that you say that because, like, now I think about it and, like, I don't know if I can remember titles from the last time I was. I can do. There's one song that I remember very well, but that's because I loved the song prior. And, okay. Uh, it's um um find the matches by uh, mm. James McNair. Um, oh, James McNair is the man. Yeah, yeah, and that song <laughs> that song is songs heavy and, and also it also like really resonates with my life a little bit and what i'm trying to do but um and we could talk about that another time but um i love that song and i remember when i heard him play it live like i obviously knew the song um but you know how like sometimes you listen to music and then you just don't listen to it for a while just because there's so much other music you're listening to and you just happen to not yeah. like it doesn't come on your shuffles you don't like seek it out it just like doesn't happen to come on like that was one of those songs where like I loved it and I knew every single word, but um, you know, I, I I didn't necessarily remember the song off the bat until he started playing it. And I was like, oh crap, like I forgot that this was a thing, right? Um Yeah. But it's a cool song, man. Cool song. I don't know that if you've heard it, but it's awesome. Really good one. I haven't heard that song, but man, I I love James McNair is one of my my favorite songwriters. He's so good. He yeah. really is. Who who have been I you've you've written with a ton of incredible songwriters the list goes on and on but who are some of those people that like you know maybe every time you write with them you're a little ner you're a little more nervous than you are before or like who's that group also on the contrary we'll make it a two parter who's that group of people that like you can always go to for a song as well okay um, it's so there you know Tim Nichols he's like hall of famer just like the nicest guy you you should be so nervous going in to write with him but for whatever reason he's just he's the most down to earth cool happy guy like you once you meet him you're like okay well we're we're just going to have a good time the nerves are are gone but uh he's one of my favorites Connie Harrington she's she's one of the best i love i love writing with her and then there's a guy i mean he has taught me so much just by not only how he writes songs, but just like who he is as a person. And that's Alan Shamblin. No way. He is just the greatest. I mean, I'm, I'm blown away. Every time I get a chance to, to write with the guy, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this and I've gotten to go to his farm and, and just even, I'm not even worried about getting a song with him. I just want to soak up every minute. Just like a hang sponge, out. you know. Yeah, totally, totally. So he's he's just so good and such a genuine human. You That's know? a list, and, man. It's a good, it's a good, good, good group of people. I'm just, I'm thankful I get to get to do that. It's yeah. it's crazy to me. And then um, I really like this guy Seth Mosley, and yeah, yeah. and he's like a, he's a producer, a great songwriter. And every time I go in and write with him. I just know we're going to come up with something good. The track's going to sound great. And uh, just a great, a great human, just a great guy. Jimmy Yeary, he's another one. I always feel like we're going to, we're going to get something great. And uh, so, yeah, there's some, they're just that's some great amazing. songwriters. That's a great group, dude. Is there, is there Thanks. something for you? Like um, I've heard people say this before, but um, you know, because, because you're doing it right. And you're doing something that, everyone is is pining to do and that that's why you know a big reason why people move to nashville tennessee is is be, not because they want to become the next big artist because they want to write songs and you know yeah. it might bleed into the next the next stage of things right and you you might become an artist but um a lot of people just move there because they just want to write songs and they love writing songs so is there a part of you um that loves the fact that the town's always getting younger right like 
as 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 you're there longer, like there's always going to be fresh talent that comes in. But here's the, there's a double edged side to it, right? Like like you can look at it and say like, oh, there's there's all these new heads that have all this new perspective. But you could also look at it as like they're kind of taking this in a way I don't want it to go. So, but it, for you, like, is it is it encouraging to like? you know, meet that 23 year old kid at Live Oak. And he's like, Oh, Ryan, like my name's X. And, and, you know, I, I, I really love you. And I, I like, I love, you know, what you do and, and your songs, um, you know, and the typical, like, would love to write sometime. Right. Like, is there a part of you that's like, Oh, like, you know what? I do want to give that 23 year old kid a shot because like someone gave me a shot at 25 right. Whatever it was right. Like, and, and, you know, maybe we can find a whole new perspective on something instead of talking about, um, you know, like, what I like, like, you know, like we could talk about iPhones and social media now instead of talking about whatever, you know what I mean? Like, is there, is that right is that a thing for you? That's pretty encouraging or, or oh, man. it really is to me. I, I love meeting the new, the new songwriters, the new artists, and it's, it just feels so new and fresh and just even being in a room with a young, uh, excited, not jaded, you know, person in yeah. in the business. It's just so fun. I yeah. love that. I love the energy. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like I can learn a lot from, sure. from young, younger songwriters, but then there is also like, if I, I feel like I've learned so much from these songwriters that have been around for a long time and, and just how to write a song, you know, I still, some days I feel like I'm still learning how to write a song. <laughs> and, and so I want to soak all that up, you know, with the, with the older songwriters, but then, you know, I still, man, I love, I love getting in there with some, some fresh, you know, yeah. some fresh people. So yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's all about perspective, right? Like I, like I, yeah. someone told me once who's, and, and then this person is a very well-respected and, and seasoned songwriter, but um, she told me that, that um you know it's it's nice to be the one who's learning from everyone um because you know whoever you're in a room with has has done a lot of things right but it's also nice to be able to teach and that helps you learn yeah. from others so um you know it's always cool to have new ideas from young talent and i i really i really took that and i, I kind of ran with it because it's true it's like you know like you do have to adapt right um jeffrey Steele said once he said um what am I doing by not adapting to the younger generation if I want to keep the longevity of my career? And I really was like, whoa, like he's correct. And I think it's cool that, that you do both and you're not like, Oh, I don't, I don't really touch those TikTok kids. Right. Cause like, I mean, like, it's true. Like there, there is some sort of, of a, like a, a hesitation for a lot because you don't know, you know, they haven't seen as much life or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. But, but I think it's, it's cool that, you know, you're willing to adapt to um you know work with the 23 year old the bushy-tailed 23 year old who you know is, is paying a lot in rent and not a lot in food because they don't have the money and they just want to write a song with ryan larkins because i think ryan larkins is cool um so it's cool that, that you do that and i think that that's awesome so um it's well, a revolving door right it's it that's it's just it coming so um i think it's awesome i love it i love it all right ryan your ep Meet Ryan Larkins. Uh, this one kind of caught me off guard because I didn't know it was coming out. I had no idea. You put out a single, okay. and then I was like, "You put." I don't know if I was like away or something. I also like went on this weird like social media break for like two weeks where I like just didn't really gotcha. get on social media that much. You know how it is. It, yep. It's a very toxic place, and sometimes you just it want is. That. So I don't know if it was that, but like 
you put out uh, Man That Holds the Beer, and was it She's the Tough One together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I was like, no way. There's three more songs. This is great. Um, So let's talk about the CP. Um, Obviously, it's under Red Street Records. Um, So uh, this is your first big project with Jay and and, and that team over there, which is really cool. Um, Paid For is my personal favorite. I think. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you. But I want to talk about it and talk about how cool it feels to put this music out and, um, you know, all that, all that good stuff. So, so what's the deal with these five songs? How much do you love them? Man, these are five of my favorite songs I've ever written. And I mean, I, I've, you know, been a songwriter for a while. And so I've written a ton of songs. And so going through all of them and picking these five, it it was tough. It was, there are so many that I want to record, but it just felt like these were the right five, you know, everything from dream baby, you know, it feels like that's my story with my family and it's upbeat. It's fun. And uh, so that's, that's one of my favorites on here, man that holds the beer and she's the tough one. Those felt like the right ones, you know, to come out the gate with, and uh, she's the tough one. Really. That one was about my wife, but playing that one live, I'm seeing so many people connect with that song and and it's just been it's been fun to play live paid for it it's funny the other night I was playing a show and the you know it was kind of loud a bunch of people there played you know two or three songs and then I was like okay I'm going to bust this one out you know I did I did paid for it and man you could hear a pin drop in that place oh. and just the storytelling that's that's the kind of song you know, I want to be known for. And so I'm, I'm very proud of that song. And, uh, and then like King of country music, that's really, you know, that's the radio single and that's such a, that's, that's a special song for me because I was just driving around Nashville one day and, uh, I was listening to like classic country music, George Strait, Merle, Randy Travis, Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson, all the good stuff, you know, and I had my kids in the back seat and my oldest son, he was like, dad, who's the greatest country singer of all time? The age old. Who's the, yeah. Who's the king of country music? And, you know, it was really, he stumped me because yeah. there are so many great country artists. And uh, I just remember I was sitting at a red light on Charlotte Avenue and it, it hit me out of nowhere. I was like, man, I know exactly who the king of country music is and wrote that song about it and man it's amazing to see the reaction just playing this for radio people has been a blast people are loving that song and already it's already getting played quite a bit on the radio and man it's just i i I can't believe it i'm so i'm just thrilled i think it's awesome dude i love it i mean i i I love the Holy EP, but I do. I, I, I think it's great that this was your, your song to radio. I think that King of Country Music is, is one of those songs where, you know, like if you pull up your website, it literally says it's the song. And it's true. Like it is like, it is the song that should capsulate um, at least this stage of your life and, and kind of who you are. And I agree. Like, I think paid for the songs that you want to be known for known for. Like, I think that in, excuse me, I think that in five to 10 years, you know, they're going to look at paid for it and say, like that is Ryan Larkins. And I think that that's awesome. But um, I think that King of Country Music is one of those songs that people are going to remember for for a really long time because of the fact that it's just like, I don't know. Well, I, 
I don't know what it is. I just know that I love it. I'm not really sure what oh. it is. And I, I haven't been able to figure out why I love it so much, but I, just, I really, I think it's fantastic. And, and um, you know, the fact that it all starts again, the fact that it all starts because of your family, like that's also really cool. You know what I mean? So um, thank you. I think it's awesome. Now, did you give him an answer on who you act like? Did, like at first, did you give him an answer? I was like, man, I don't know. There are so many great ones, you know. You know everyone's going like, to say George Strait, right? And like, I know. Yeah, no one's going to, no one's going to fight that opinion or that that answer. Yeah. Like, I might have an opinion. <laughs> no, that's right. No, it's hard to argue. People do say they're in you, know, especially in Texas, man. They they are they'll fight you on that. But I can't think about George Strait without thinking of like a song like Amarillo by Morning. Where would he be without that song? Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't think of Merle Haggard without thinking Silver Wings or, you know, Patsy Cline without thinking crazy. And so I feel like all the great artists have great songs. Yeah. It's, it's just the common denominator with all of the, the great artists, you know, a great career is built on, on great exactly. songs. Exactly. And that's what, it, that's what it comes down to, right? It's all, it's all based yeah. on the song. Like you said, you know, let the song do the talk and it's all based on, on the foundation of the song. And I think that that's so important. Now who, who is your, uh, this is probably an easier question. Who's your favorite. Yeah. If, if you had to pick someone to go back to, I have a favorite. I have a personal it's yeah. a very close one and two, but I do have a personal favorite. If you had to pick who your favorite classic country king or queen or whoever you think would it be, who would it be? It Honestly, it changes almost every day for me because I'll be listening to, I love, I love George Strait. His voice is just, it's, it's unlike anything else. 60 number and, ones for a reason. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, no, he's, he's so good. But then like, Randy Travis, there's something in his voice that just tells the story that I just absolutely love. Um, but I remember uh, like a couple of the first records I got, one of the guys, his name is Farron Young. And that dude, it, he's got probably one of the most unique voices I've ever heard. And I, I love Farron Young. Eddie Arnold is another one. Nice. And um, I just, I remember reading on the back of one of his records it said that Eddie Arnold was always the nicest guy in the room. And there's something about that, that I admire and respect, you know, somebody who's had some success who is still, you know, the nicest guy in the room. And so it's hard to say, but I'll go back to probably George Strait is my favorite. All right. I love it. Yeah. I love that, that, that you could have given me a George Strait and Alan Jackson, Merle Haggard. You could have given me anyone and you gave me two pretty, outside of the straight line guys which i really appreciate because you said a couple of things and you said he had a unique voice which i think you personally have a unique voice so i like that thank you um but then you also said a guy that no matter how famous he is you know he's still the nicest guy in the room and i think personally you're and i and this is not just me saying this because i'm talking to you now but i've heard from others that mm. you are just an incredibly nice guy. So I think that it's cool that those two guys are two reasons that I think that you're going to have a lot of success. And that I think you're a really good guy and that Thank um, you. I think I resonate with your music. Um, like I said, I like personality and I think that that really dives you into music more. So um, I, I like that you picked those two guys and that you didn't just take the easy way out and go George straight. That's it. I'm done. Um, so I like that. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. For me, Keith Whitley, Daryl Singletary. Oh uh, Yeah. 
um, to um, there. So um, some great voices. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hard to beat, hard to beat. It's, it's hard to beat. Those are, those are some, those are some great voices. Like, like those are the guys that give me chills. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's great. I love it, man. I love it all. Um, listen, so, so you're going on tour in, in, in yes, the for so block, uh, starting yes. February, I believe, um, yes, you're sir. these songs, how excited are you to get to play these songs for, for this big group of people? And is this the biggest show you'll play? Yeah. Probably. Right. It's it's the biggest tour. Like I've never been on tour with somebody right. before. So like this is a brand new thing. And you know, I have been playing these songs. I, I got to open for Willie Nelson last year, which was crazy. Um, and that was a huge, that was a huge crowd. But this setting is gonna be so cool. These theaters and these uh different different, you know, places I'm gonna be playing with Priscilla. It, it's gonna be incredible. It's mm-hmm. gonna be incredible. And uh I can't wait to watch her too i can't wait to watch her show i know she's going to be a lot of energy and uh but i'm hoping to win you know i'm hoping to win over some new fans and i know we're totally different but you know i I feel like these songs are really going to connect with her with her crowd so man i could be more excited it's gonna be great that's so cool though like you're right like yeah you might be a little bit different but like what's like there's it's no big deal because there's you know there's definitely people that are going to be there because you're going on the tour like I think that's the one thing that people don't realize or like, or maybe like, you know, they just are humble enough to not say it. But um, like, there are like, there are a hundred percent people that are going to say, all right, I want to get tickets to this, but I really want to go because I really want to see Ryan Larkins as well. Like, oh man, isn't that cool? Like, that's gotta be cool to think. And like, like, it is, it is like, you know, if it was me, I would agree with you and say like, I'll probably not, but just because, you know, you don't want to like, you know, give yourself a big head but it's true like like personally i think priscilla is great but i oh, yeah i love you so i would go and see the show because you were gonna open right and oh man so, thanks so i don't know i think that, that that you're gonna have some fans there that you already have and you're gonna gain some more and that's that's pretty cool and i'm really excited for you i think it's gonna be awesome i'm just looking at the dates like right now you know you're going to california yeah you know, washington uh michigan pennsylvania st louis Texas, Arkansas, DC, Georgia, like, you know, these are great places, right? So, and, and some you've already been and some you probably haven't been. So that's pretty cool too. So um, I hope it's a great experience for you, man. I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. I, I, I would imagine it's a little bit of a grind and, and you'll be excited to come home to your kids and your wife at the end of it. But um, I hope you have a blast and you really soak it all up and, and um, you know, take time and uh, enjoy the moment. I think that's great. No, oh, thank you so much, man. It's it's been one one of the coolest experiences I've had, and it was it was in a, a room similar to what we're going to play. Um, there was this young girl, like at the front of, like right in front of the stage, and like she was singing every word to King of Country Music. Sweet. And I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see a little bit of that, you know, yeah. in the in the new year. I mean. I just still, I still can't believe it. Like, how does that I, I make you feel when you do that? that? It's, it's so rewarding and just so, like, it's all about connection for me. You know, I really do want to connect with an audience, and just to see that, it's like, wow, this song is is connecting with somebody, and she's listened to it enough to know every word. I mean, that just that blows me away. It, it just blows me away. Amazing. Pretty soon, they're going to start asking you to sign their arms so you can tattoo them. 
That, that's, what gonna, that's what they're going to do. I'm telling you. I, I, I got to work on it. it. You got to work on your signature. You got to make it perfect yeah. every time. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I love it. I I I, I think that that's amazing. And, um, you know, I love going to places where, you know, like sometimes maybe it's a smaller artist. And I love going there and, and there being fans. Gabe Lee, a good example. Gabe comes yeah. up to New York a lot. So I, I go see him when he comes to New York. Uh, and he takes care of me. He's a great guy, obviously. So, so um, it's awesome. There was this one time he, there's this room up uh, in New York called the Rockwood and there's three rooms and it's in one building, but it's three separate entrances. You can't get to one from the other. And yeah. um, he was playing in this room and I'm going to say maybe it held 65 people. Maybe. Okay. Okay. We got there and, you know, I went and I got a ticket and uh, I, brought a friend with me and he got a ticket too. He didn't know Gabe at all, which is a cool thing about this. But um, so we go into the room and it was packed. There was no seats. We had to stand in the back. I was like, what the heck? We were pretty early too. And I was like, this is insane. So I'm like, all right, well, this is great. So I was hanging out with Gabe beforehand. We go and we watch the show and he's singing and, and um, you know, his, his manager, Alex is there. And I, I've just gotten to know Alex throughout the years. And so I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, like we sold it out. I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, like we've never, we've never done that and are in new york and i was like wow and he's playing and there's this girl standing next to me <laughs> and um i can't tell i'm battling some sort of cold here but um there's this girl standing next to me and she's singing every word and i was like man this is awesome like this guy that i'm friends with that i've known for years that i've been listening to for years and i preach his music like how cool is it that here in new york city man. there's people singing his songs you know what i mean so cool um so for you to have that experience, it's incredible. And I hope it happens so much more. And I hope it happens on this tour. And I hope it's just so much fun for you when you have a blast and your kids get to see how much you, their dad is a rock star. Like that's going to be so awesome too. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's gotta be that aspect of the two where, where you look over and maybe they're standing side stage or something, or, or they're in the crowd somewhere and, 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 and they get to see you do your thing. I think that's pretty cool too. So I hope the experience is incredible. And um, I can't wait to see what comes 2024 with you. Can't wait to hear the songs that you write and um, all that good stuff. So, um, dude, keep it up. You're incredible. Keep it up, please. Thank you. So, thank you so much. So thank you for coming to hang out with me, man. Uh, I, I hope you want to come back. I, I hope the answer at the beginning or the, the statement at the beginning is still relevant now at the end. And you had a good time. Yeah. We had a good conversation and, and all that good stuff. So. Um, I really enjoy your music and I enjoy your songwriting and I think you're a great human and everything that people wow. say about you is hundred percent true. And you are going to uh, blow up and succeed. If you don't know Ryan already, uh, get on the train. It's moving fast. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cal. Of course. Anytime. Everybody, you can go follow Ryan uh, on Instagram uh, at ryan.larkins um, and stay up to date with um, all that good stuff, music and, and um, you know, content posts and, Snoop Dogg Elf, which I find hilarious. That's right. We didn't even talk about, but that is the funniest thing in the world. Uh, basically, Elf on the Shelf that looks like Snoop Dogg, and that's incredible. I love it. So if you're really into that, go look at it. It's pretty funny. Um, and, uh, you know, he'll be on tour with Priscilla Block uh, in 2024. Um, check out those dates. And if he's in a city near you, go see him. Uh, you won't regret it. It's it'll, it's going to be fantastic. So uh, meet Ryan Larkins. His EP is out now. You can go listen to Cody Johnson, The Painter, which Ryan also wrote. Uh, lots of music from Ryan. 
Um, it's all great, and you're going to love it. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to pods. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, it's there for you to listen to and to share with your friends and uh, keep doing all the good things we say week in and week out. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening right now, it's 2024 by some chance. Um, Happy New Year. And this is going to be a kick-ass year and it's going to be great. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Kyle. That's Ryan Larkins. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.